All right, next one. I love this one. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men. Derive. All right. Go ahead. Sneak That's that fine. in there. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Eight ten on Wisconsin's Morning News this Friday morning. It's June thirtieth, front end of. I think a lot of people are taking the whole the Tuesday off, right, for the holiday weekend. The Monday, ahead. and they get the fourth off. Oh, sorry, on they Tuesday. get the Monday off. Right, so t- or you get the Tuesday off, so they're taking the Monday as well. Making it a long weekend, maybe even taking a half day today. <laughs> right, this, I'm gonna have to stretch that a little bit. Gonna be not a lot of work getting done. <laughs> Offices across the area half empty. In honor of America. Yes, yes, yes to celebrate. Of course. Uh, this morning, actually, we we're expecting another major ruling to come down for the U.S. Supreme Court. That on the. $400 billion student loan forgiveness plan from President Biden, which has been tied up in the courts since he initially tried to implement that. So we'll spend some time looking ahead to that in a moment. Typically, those come down when, Eric? Just after 9, right? Yeah, should be right at the top Our of the time. hour. Our time, 9-ish. We'll see. But yeah, unless they hold it for a Friday afternoon news dump. I don't know. Would they do that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I've ever heard of the opinions coming down in the afternoon. I certainly hope not. I, I can't imagine that being the case. How do they schedule out which ones get released on Tuesday I, or Wednesday? or th- It's not like they're still working on it. No. No, they're all done. It's Sitting almost, there on the, in the folder somewhere. Yeah. Well, let's just do it on Friday. Right. Before the holiday weekend. So, like, huh. right, we had a number of really important rulings coming down. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. I, I chuckled at it. One of the one of the TV stations had underneath, you know, you know, a little graphic line that they put on the bottom third yeah. of, the, of the thing to let you know what they're talking about. So they were covering the Supreme Court decision yesterday on affirmative action and college admissions, and it said controversial ruling from the high court. Aren't they all controversial rulings? Since otherwise, why is it at the Supreme Court? <laughs> yeah, good point. They're I guess. all controversial. Right? That's why we have these nine justices on this. This is how it is. So, talking a little bit more, uh, we will talk a little bit more about the implications here of that ruling that did come down yesterday. Interesting that as we celebrate the birth of our nation, Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. And the mindset and intentions of our founders, we are still talking about the same thing that we were 250 years ago. What does all created equal mean? And then years later with the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, equal protection under the law, what does that mean? And we're still arguing over it. U.S. Supreme Court ruling issued Thursday a decision to restrict the use of race as a college admissions standard, decried by some, applauded by others, may or may not even deeply impact the future, actually, of admissions. Some interesting thoughts on that ahead, and I think the high court got it right in its ruling on this case specifically. With great respect that the country did not initially, nor has it ever fully lived up to that lofty ideal of all of us created equal. We ought not, in my opinion, codify rules that say we should be judged by the color of our skin. I feel like that is antithetical to the founding of the nation, even though, granted, at the time, we weren't even there living up to that initial promise. Now, the decision to ban that affirmative action, or some folks are calling it a ban, 
We're going to tell you why it doesn't really seem like that to others who are observing this. But nonetheless, in regards to college admissions, it was a suit brought specifically against Harvard and the University of South Carolina. Let me get you caught up on that here from ABC News. The end of an era in American law and American life. The Supreme Court in a 6-3 to decision ending affirmative action in higher education as we know it. Chief Justice John Roberts joined by the court's five other conservatives declaring that the admissions policies at Harvard and the University of North Carolina violate the Constitution's guarantee of equal protection of the law. Now, he did add as we know it. So I'm hearing conflicting ideas of what exactly played out here. You have some folks saying this is the worst thing ever. It's going to cause all these ripple effects and, you know, you're going to have... Minorities even further underrepresented in higher education because this isn't there. You know who disagrees with that take is our teammate at 1017 The Truth and professor at Concordia University, Dr. Ken Harris. He points out he actually doesn't think this changes a lot. It just changes the process. You write an essay, you write an essay, he writes an essay, I write an essay when you read it. I'm from Norwegian. I'm Italian, but uh, oh, look. Okay, we're looking for students who we want to round out because we all know when you go to school and there's diversity in your school, you learn different cultures, different Absolutely. ways of life, all that stuff. Put in your essay. Like, I don't understand. That's what we had to do in the 70s. We literally had to put in. I mean, they told you here, put this story in because your story's going to be the big thing. Harvard just went, ah, eh, we'll just choose race. Well, no, you can't do that. It's literally that simple. That's why UW changed. All the universities just instantly went, oh, we'll just take the essay. Well, you should have been doing that all along. So they kind of shot themselves in the foot. So what he's saying is with the Harvard admission standard, and it was at University of South Carolina, right? It was the other school. One of the Carolinas, yeah. That they're basically saying, or in Dr. Ken's read on it, was you know the application would look at it and just flat out based on nothing else, White versus Asian versus black versus what have you, Latinx, carried more weight based only on that criteria than some others. And he's saying your race is part of your human experience. And if you want to write about that, if you want to share about that, of course, the university, the college is going to take that into consideration. My daughter just finished applying for schools. It's all about the essay. Is the essay part of, otherwise it's a fairly standard application, right? Like you can actually apply for multiple schools like under one template. Is that right? Sure. And and it's some schools allow like even the same, your, your sort of quote unquote college essay is your, I don't know what we would call a stump speech for a politician. This okay. is the one that you're given for, for each Did of these. Did she say she was Italian? I don't think that came up. You know, I don't think for us because, you know, like both my wife and me especially, classic Milwaukee mutt, right? I've got sure. Polish, I've got Austrian, I've got Dutch, I've got Italians, you know, so don't identify more strongly with one or I, the other. I guess my... my So for her, race wasn't really a major part of her experience, but right. obviously for someone who's African-American, that may very well be. But it may have to be, right, if, if uh, schools are going to try to continue to diversify, which you would assume they'll try to do. And if they read that essay and say, because of this experience, we value what's happened there, what even Chief Justice John Roberts wrote in the majority opinion was, that's fine. We're not saying you can't do that. We're just saying you can't check a box and say, this race is worth more points on entry right, to this right. institution than this other race. And even though I acknowledge, like I said, 
as we celebrate the Declaration of Independence, it says in there, all men are created equal. Even as they wrote it, it didn't even say all people. So we initially at the founding of this nation did not live up to that lofty ideal of all people really are created equal. You still had slavery as part of Mm -hmm. America and its founding. We've worked towards that. We've worked towards fixing that. We've worked towards correcting that. But whether or not you agree there's institutional racism now, there certainly was institutional racism. And we've worked to get better here in America. But I don't think in a matter of correcting that, you then codify an opportunity for people to judge people explicitly only on the color of their skin. It seems to be the opposite of what we were doing 250 years ago. But I, you know, I go back to like what I, I, I've heard people say that that more boards, the the boardrooms for Fortune 500 companies have more diversity now than ever before, and they're trying to do more than that. Not all of them, but they're working on that. Newsrooms like ours, we try to do more of that to have more a diversity. Any business or industry, not one or the other. So if that's the case, which is meant to have more ideas, more thoughts, more perceptions, more insight, right? Wouldn't we want the same thing in the schools? So how do you make sure that the schools, if they're interested in that, and I don't know if they are, can continue to bring all walks of life into that campus? Continue to work, continue to recruit, continue to reach out, do all of those yeah. things. You know, you mentioned boards when I was on the Board of Special Olympics, Wisconsin, increasing the diversity of our board, having more voices in the room from different Which walks is always of life a good thing, right? That was important. We've learned that that's one thing we can all learn from and right. gain gain insight from but one thing that i promised when i was chairman was if i had a great person that we wanted to put on the board who happened to be a white middle-aged male i wasn't going to tell that person no because that person has a lot to contribute just because we are also simultaneously working on diversity goals as well we certainly did more deliberate outreach to try to find those different voices but To have someone come to us who could be a great addition to the board, who could help our our mission to serve the people whom we wanted to serve Mm. and turn them away because, well, you don't fit this demographic. You don't check the box in this case. That that to me, no good, not interested. And I think that's basically what the U.S. Supreme Court ruled here. Coming up, we'll look at what's coming down the pike today in probably just about 40 minutes from the U.S. Supreme Court. That's next on Wisconsin's Morning News. We were singing bye-bye, Miss America. One more time. This will be the day that I die. 824 on Wisconsin's morning news. In just over a half hour, U.S. Supreme Court expected to issue its ruling on the Biden loan forgiveness plan, or debt forgiveness, I should say. So this plan would cancel student loan debt for more than 40 million Americans at a cost of about $400 billion. Most borrowers would have $10,000 forgiven. But Pell Grant recipients could get up to $20,000 of debt canceled. Now, the plan has been put on ice now for months. Some states suing, saying the administration doesn't have the authority to do this without congressional approval. Borrowers have been able to stop paying for the time being on their federal loans, but they'll have to start paying again in October. 
I suppose, depending on what happens today. Uh, here's the Education Secretary, Miguel Cardona, speaking with ABC. We look forward to uh, a positive decision. We feel very confident in our case moving forward. And since day one, though, we've been focused on making sure we're providing uh, access to higher education, affordable access, and addressing some of the skyrocketing costs of higher education. We're fixing a broken system. Now, there is another ruling coming down today. Do you want to you want to comment on that before I give you the other ruling? Well, right. The system is broken on the price tag. You're not making college more affordable by giving people tons and tons and tons of loan to take out crippling debt. Make it actually more affordable. I could buy a Ferrari. I'd pay for it for the rest of my life, but I could buy one if you make the loan so super affordable or whatever. That's that's always bothered me about politicians, both sides of the aisle, saying we got to make college more affordable, and that means just throw more loan money out there. And this, of course, would be debt forgiveness, but again, that raises the issue of fairness that uh, people have debated. Uh, the other ruling that should come down today is about whether businesses can refuse to serve LGBTQ customers. I don't know what year it is, but <laughs> this is still, this is an, I, I feel like we've already done this story. I thought we already did yeah. with the wedding cake A thing. A Colorado right? wedding website designer says it would be against her religious beliefs to make a website for a gay couple. So that ruling is also expected to come down at some point today. On the student loan forgiveness thing as well, it's important when we look at how the high court is expected to rule, and I'm not suggesting that ideology doesn't find its way into the court, but the court's not going to rule on whether or not it's a good idea to forgive student loans or not a good idea. The court's not expected to rule on whether or not college is or is not affordable. Or the, the, pri- the president can just make that decision. Period. That's what's before the high court. Does the president of the United States have the ability under the Constitution, to go out and just write off something that would cost $400 billion? Can he unilaterally act in that fashion? Does the Constitution allow for it, regardless of what the expenditure is for? That's the narrow perspective that you have to take on what's before the court. So, you know, you could go at Congress could go ahead and pass, and that's why I think the high court is going to strike it down and just say, no, uh, the power of the purse belongs in the hands of the legislative branch, mm-hmm. that large expenditures like this need to come through legislation. And so if the Congress wants to go ahead and approve a big old debt forgiveness plan, that's the purview of Congress and the president can go ahead and sign it. But I think the high court's going to say uh, the pre- president did not have the constitutional authority to do that. Find out in a half hour. 827 on Wisconsin's Morning News. <laughs> Don't be Don't afraid of freedom. 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 Outstanding choice. 8.30 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Greg Pancake Hill produces the program, is the curator of our bumper music today, which is all freedom-themed with some assistance from you all. Old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old if you have some requests for Pancake to put in his Independence Day shuffle. Uh, Go ahead and do that. Text the word free to the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620, and Greg will send you the link to that playlist. And then you can play it on Spotify or wherever all weekend long. Maybe we should sneak in a couple of snippets from the show in there, too, so when they're listening to all these awesome... A couple of drops from the show. (laughs) Hey, hey Vince, you just wanted to say Happy Fourth of July. Some good witty banter. Just do the alien scream. Yeah, yeah, make your alien sounds... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when they all pop, kinds of things when they pop open the space capsule is These that are what great that was? ideas actually okay 
Get on that pancake. He's like, what? I just I just put this whole list together. The word is free, F-R-E-E, to the old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. Independence Day playlist accessible to you by texting the word free to the old National Bank. Talk and text line 855-616-1620. The word is free. My legit outside of the, uh, what, what are we talking about today? The fireworks? Outside of the Consumer Product Safety Commission's annual display on the National Mall. Where they blow up mannequins and stuff in an effort to tell you not to light off your own fireworks. Right, it's very graphic. Right. My actual, seriously favorite tradition now that is part of our family's independence day are you doing it again this is, year you bet i am so not, how, how many people actually go to village hall and help read the declar- declaration of independence a dozen or so more maybe even so it's you it's got to be a guy named jerry <laughs> i suppose there you, might you, be you make your kids go i don't well do, do you force nicole to read a paragraph okay so filling you in here <laughs> i'm not doing the parade this year which is fine for me. Okay. I've never, I've, you've been in parades, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For representing the station sure, and such. Absolutely. They're fun. They are fun. But for whatever reason, I'm, you know, my kids, uh, my, my cheerleader daughter is in the parade. And okay. so I want, you know, want to have an opportunity to watch her and just sit and enjoy the parade. Yeah. But the one thing that I make sure that I do, and yes, I, I ask my kids to go because the whole reason we're doing Independence Day is about the Declaration of Independence. And we have a dramatic reading. <laughs> Outside Village Hall in Greendale, great tradition. This year it's going to be at 8.45. Things are bumped up a little bit because I think the parade steps off at 9.30 this year in our village of Greendale. So I love this. The Lions Club in Greendale puts this on, and Herb's the guy always out there for the Herb, Lions okay. Club. Right? Awesome. Herb lines it up, and Herb's got about you know a dozen or so copies printed out, not an old script, like actually <laughs> not an old script, right? Printed out of the Declaration of Independence, and anyone who wants to come, any citizen, may show up and say, I would like to participate. So then everyone gets, you divide it up, and everyone gets yep. a little piece to read. And some people go earlier than others because they want to make sure they get in on those early reads. Some people like you. <laughs> I haven't yet. I, I've never gotten like one of the big reads. Do you say it with an accent? No, but I do, I shout it, I give it a little something. Yeah. That's awesome. It's my favorite of our founding documents. I mean, the Constitution is is what it is, as is the Bill of Rights and things like that. But there's just so much, so much meat in here, mm-hmm. and it's and it's understandable if you give it a second. I mean, it's not it's not Shakespeare. There's a little ye old English in there. Okay, proceed. Explain. But I would like to. I would like to this morning on Wisconsin's Morning News share a few of my favorite passages from the document. Okay, and then we'll discuss. All we'll right. break them down. The true meaning. All right, you ready? In Congress, July 4, 1776, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United 13 United States of America. And here's the big line that everybody fires up about. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. So what I get out of that is, okay, yep, we're doing this. 
Just to let you all know we're doing this. Yeah, it's going to happen. These are no longer 13 colonies. These are 13 states. And oh, by the way, we think if we're going to do this, where one group of folks over here is going to dissolve the quote-unquote political bands, which have previously bound us together, yeah. if we're going to break those bands, we think the whole rest of the world is right to question how come you're doing that. And we think it's our responsibility to tell you why. To explain. Yes. And I love that about it. It's like we're not... We're not approaching this willy-nilly. We think you have a right to ask what's going on over there, and we're going to tell you. Next next stanza. Here's the one that everyone remembers. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. We hold these truths to be self-evident there that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So obviously right there. A lot of people point to this at the same time that the founders were writing this. You had slavery in America that Mm -hmm. was not abolished even after the Revolutionary War and upon the writing of the Constitution and all of those things. All of that is true. And right in there, it doesn't say all men and women, doesn't say Mm -hmm. all people, it Mm -hmm. just says men. So even at the founding of our nation, had work to do from the get-go. Flaws, yes. Right. But what it says to me is, look, heretofore in other places and other times, you were born into your station in life. If you're a peasant, you're always a peasant. You're a serf, you're always a serf. If you're here, you're there. If you're royalty, good for you. But there was no upward mobility. And what it locked in here was not the right to be happy. That government didn't have to protect your right to be happy. It's your right to pursue happiness. The opportunity to go after it. And that we ought not make that unequal. Mm -hmm. Acknowledging that we're all born into certain stations of life where we all get to run the race. And if you want to work harder than the next guy, then... You deserve the fruits of those spoils or the spoils of that effort or something along those lines. You get what you get over there. All right, next one. I love this one. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Sneak that in there. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed revolutionary idea yeah we put people in charge but the only reason they're in charge they do so by your consent you're the ones who put them in charge and they serve you your leaders serve you you don't serve the king i think sometimes we need to be reminded of that absolutely which is why you got to read the document at least once a year all right that too much to ask In front of other people. In front of other people, <laughs> in dramatic fashion. You're wearing old garb. Uh, no, I don't wear a costume. <laughs> and I'm not really Stars and Stripes shirt guy or anything like that. All right, moving Proceed. ahead here a little bit. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light or transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. In other words, hey, look, we're used to putting up a lot of crap. And in fact, in most cases, we just keep putting up with mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't just go, I used it before, willy-nilly. We shouldn't just be revolutionizing. shouldn't be having revolutions. We shouldn't be overthrowing governments just here and there. Right. That really you should probably put up with stuff or work to change it as much as you can. And history has shown that we're more likely to do that than to have revolutions. And they acknowledge that, the founders do. Mm-hmm. But when a long train... Here's the but. So, okay, fair enough, but here's the but. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations 
Pursuing invariably the same object invinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. So in other words, yes, but when you put up with enough for a really long time, then it's, it's not only your right, it's your duty to figure it out a new way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The usurpations. I could go through that whole list. There's some pretty good stuff in there. <laughs> There's good ones. In One the of my favorite. These are things that the king has done to these colonies. Ah, okay. Okay. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. That's not real nice. No. A whole list. Cutting off trade, imposing taxes, taxes without our consent. Right. Taxation yep. without representation. Representation, right. Yep, yep. So I don't want to spend all the time on that because there are two more things I want to do. In every stage of these oppressions, so this is following the list of the usurpations, yeah. right? In every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. In other words, we tried with this guy. We went back at him and back at him. We tried to do this, we tried to do that, and he won't work with us. Mm -hmm. Now they throw the word tyrant around, and that's what they believe they have in the king. I'll wrap it up. There's more in there. Should I skip to the last, last paragraph? We, therefore, this is good stuff in here, too, how this ends. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States, the United States of America, in general Congress assembled, appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do in the name and by the authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved. That clear enough for you? We're out. <laughs> and that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. Big finish. Here it comes. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of the divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. July 4, Suggestion on the old National Bank Talk and Text Line. A request for Greg Pancake Hill, DJ Pancake, who's put together our playlist not only for today, but there are bonus tracks as well on the Pancake Independence Day list. Happy Fourth of July! Text the word freedom to 855. No, sorry, free. Just free. Free. 
The word free to 855-616-1620. Greg will send you the playlist for today's show and beyond. Do you have any... This is the first I heard of it this morning when you mentioned the Grimace thing. You always hear about the social media stuff before I do. Troll around on there looking for stuff. I didn't see this. The TikToking, if you will. Uh, I know what the kids are up to, I tell you. So Grimace, you know who Grimace is. The weird-looking purple dude at, yeah. at uh, McDonald's. Purple costume, walking around right. guy. Nobody knows what he is. Yeah, just, just a purple just blob. Uh, well, Grimace you do, is... Greg says he knows what Grimace yeah, is. Yeah, I know what he is. What do you mean? I looked what? it up once. Do you know what, what he is? is? Yeah. He's what a is? taste bud. <laughs> is that so weird? He's a taste bud. <laughs> that's the worst thing ever today. <laughs> that's so awful. <laughs> is that crazy? I, know, I was like, huh, that's so is, weird. Is he wet? Why is that a mascot? That begs for the Adam Sandler. Who are the ad wizards who came up with this one? So when you shake his hand, can he taste you? <laughs> That's he... I do not know the answer to that one. <laughs> does he have to? Why does he have a mouth? I, I, he's a personification of a taste bud. Do you rub fries on him? <laughs> Here you go, guy. You like the taste of this? Yeah. <sighs> anyway, the reason Grimace is in the news is because it's his birthday, um, and there's like a, a Grimace purple shake you can get. Okay. And now, this what's is... it taste like? I, is it like a grape shake? Or I, I don't it... know. Probably. Uh, it tastes like a taste bud. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he, uh, he had this birthday, yada, yada. They're selling um, this milkshake or this uh, purple shake thing. Not milkshake. And um, someone online, and I don't know if this was done organically or not. I think it may have been, but I'm always skeptical of that stuff. Someone created a grime scene. On a TikTok video. What does that mean? Crime scene, grime scene. Oh, so basically, I get it. like a grimace. Someone crime was like, hey, scene. I'm going to have this. This is pretty good. And he drank some of it. Then all of a sudden, there's like wait, 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 weird music. And then there's a shot of the same guy. Looked like he murdered. He was murdered. He's on the ground. He's like convulsing, doing a grimace shake, they call it. <laughs> and he's got purple stuff. You know, the shake is floating like he's bleeding purple. So that was like the first kid who did it.